Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring. He's a radio talk show host, author of the popular book, A Pocket Full of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope, and a faith-based intuitive. For over 20 years, Mary has shared her intuitive, angelic guidance with clients from all over the world and from all walks of life. Mary's clients have called her the soul whisperer, as she has the gift to ignite passion and create results from hearing the voice within their soul. Mary's goal is simple, to make your life better than it was the day before. Mary is the founder of Global Healing Solutions. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the radio show that keeps your dreams soaring. And today I'm so excited to have a dear friend with me, uh, Diane Vitanza, owner of Vince Jewelry. Diane started her career as a jeweler since she began working in her dad's Vincent Vitanza's jewelry store as a young girl. And Diane learned the business from the inside out. And Diane continues to maintain that reputation of excellence, honesty, and quality jewelry all these years later. I grew up with Diane in a little town uh, in North Brunswick, New Jersey. And uh, Diane and I started out uh, selling jewelry to jewelry stores. So a little history on Diane and I. And I won't go back, Diane, how many years that is, but I'm sure you remember the days when we had to uh, learn how to get ourselves out of a trunk of a car just in case we were robbed. And I might say Diane and I were excellent at it. But let me introduce you to Diane. And today we're talking about how to find the right jeweler using the Internet. Diane, welcome to What If You Just Imagine. Hi, Mary. I'm glad to be here. I'm Thanks glad for having, having me. Diane. Yes, yes, I'm glad to have you because now with uh, the COVID uh, virus uh, going on all over the country, so many jewelry stores are closed. And so many people, as you know, are looking for alternative ways to buy jewelry safely and securely online. I've known we've had a lot of online jewelers um, for quite some time, but the people really don't know who they can trust, what to look for. I know you have been around a long time, and you have uh, thousands of loyal customers, Diane, from all over the country and Canada. And one of the unique things about Diane uh, to our listeners is that Diane um, had a mobile jewelry store where Diane would travel all over uh, the country selling jewelry at uh, craft shows and horse shows and, and various fairs. So Diane comes to us with a lot of history and a lot of integrity and a lot of being able to talk to us about um, jewelry, how to buy it safely, what to look for. So, Diane, I'm going to turn this over to you. So give us some idea if you were uh, 
well, one thing we can say, if you want to buy great jewelry at a great price and know you're safe, it's definitely vinsjewelry.com. But give us some pointers. Um, so I turn this over to you. Well, um, you you mentioned a lot of stores closing down um, here in Washington. Anyway, where where I live now, there's uh, quite a few stores that have closed down permanently, not just during the pandemic. Mine being one of them. Uh, we had a store, you know, as you as you mentioned, I grew up in in this business, and my dad's store started there when I was thirteen. And no, we're not going to say how many years ago that was, but um, he had fine jewelry uh, over the years, everything. Um, When I, as an adult, I kind of came and went from the jewelry business. It's in my blood. It runs through my veins. So I always end up going back to it. Um, We had a store my husband John and I had a store on the California coast and uh, it wasn't a high-end jewelry store. It was geared, it was a tourist town. So we geared our lines, our product to tourists and we had, it wasn't junk. We had high-end fashion jewelry, that kind of stuff, but I didn't sell engagement rings. I had diamond pendants, but I didn't sell engagement rings or anything like that. Um, just wasn't a market for it in in that area. And when my store closed down there a couple of years ago, we decided we would go back on the road. Um, We actually have a 25-foot cargo trailer that we turned into a mobile jewelry store. And we cater. I I did lots of engraving, and we cater to um, the equestrian gang, if you will, uh, engraving halter plates and doing leather bracelets and things like that with names on and stuff. So we did a lot of horse shows across California, Washington, Oregon, Arizona. And we did lots of fairs and trade shows. And we love to travel. So it just was a perfect fit for us. We decided once we closed the store in, in California, we decided no more brick and mortar we're just going to go on the road and work our own schedule and our own shows when and where we want. So we got to travel that way um, until the pandemic struck. And so now I've never really had a website before because I always brought my jewelry to my customers and people would come to the shows year after year and look for us. Um, But now we have a website because we can't, all my shows were canceled. So you know we've we've got to try and and reach our customers uh our base and new customers hopefully through our website um one thing about the internet um i think you have to be really really careful and know who you're dealing with um as i'm sure you're aware mary through your sites um you you have to be honest with people and give them a a, a good quality at a good price and they'll come back. Um, but they need to get to know you. And you did. You can't just go buy a, a diamond ring, for example, or anything. Even even a, a gold chain from from any old website. And I find 
I watch things on, on places like Etsy and eBay and that, and I find that there's a lot of people out there that are, are just giving you bogus information. And they're advertising things that when you read the fine print, it's not at all what the, what the headlines say. And then on the other hand, there's, there's very reputable websites, but you have to know them. You, you really have to know them. And if, you know, you had a jeweler that you've been dealing with, you know, a mom and pop store, whatever, um, over the years, and they've closed now because of this awful COVID-19 and they have a website, at least you know them and you know you can trust them. And I, I think uh, one thing that's very important before you buy something, especially if it's a sizable investment, that you get references and you talk to people that have dealt with them or people that you know that or get, you know, talk to people that you know for recommendations and, and you get good references that way. And even if you don't know the person that you're dealing with personally, at least you've got a good referral. And that's the best advice I can give anybody if they're going to buy jewelry on the Internet is to make sure you have references and, and get referrals. Oh, referrals are so important. Do you have uh, people on your website that gave testimony so people um, can contact them or email them, or do you have any video? I'm understanding, Dee, that the owners of uh, some of these online jewelry sites are now putting a, a video on, and they're introducing themselves, and they're letting people see who they are, tell their story, so they're not just reading it. I have to say, even though I have a, a, a jewelry site, uh, I'm more selling uh, diamonds, I have been reluctant to put a, a video on. So um, I haven't done it, but I think what's so important is to tell your story as you have on your site. Your story is compelling. Um, it gives a history of how long you've been in this business, why it's important to you, and most of all, I think what jumps out for me is how important it is for you to get the repeat customer. And by doing that, you have to have integrity, you have to be honest, and you have to sell not just jewelry, but craftsmanship, service. This is what brings the people oh. back. And this is yes, what absolutely people back to you for years. I mean, you said when I go out to the shows, uh, the equestrian shows, the, the big state fairs that you do, people actually seek you out. That right there is one of the, the best uh, selling points that anybody can have when people are looking for you. Uh, one, one of the things that I really love is on Vin's Jewelry, uh, Dee, and you can talk to us a little bit about this, is the idea of buying chain by, by the inch. You know, so many times this, these chains that I buy from my suppliers, they come in certain sizes, 15, 16, mm-hmm. 18, 20, and the people don't like the, the round clasp on it. They either want a lobster claw on it or it doesn't hang. Some women, you know, they want it 19 inches, and they, you know, if they're bigger busted, they need a different length. And the quality of what you're selling and the idea that someone can go on VinsJewelry.com and order a chain to a, a specific length is unique. And 
we need that. I think that's wonderful. And you being a jeweler, you can have a cut and put the kind of class on that, that they want. Talk to us about how, how did you get involved with Chain by the Inch? You know, that that was all John. That was his idea. He 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 wanted to do it. I was actually against it at first. And because I'm like, oh, I have to sit there and make stuff all day long. And I, I want to talk to the people and tell them, educate them about my pieces and my jewelry. Um, it turned out to be a fantastic idea. And uh, I'm so grateful that he talked me into it because um, we started doing it. Oh gosh, I I guess two or three years ago, and it's been a huge hit and the bulk of my business at the shows, and people love it. We have literally hundreds of different styles, all on spools and stuff, and they they come and they can touch and they feel it and they can they can try it around their neck or their wrist or wherever, and then once they decide on what style they want. We measure them and, and get it exactly where they want it to land. And if that happens to be 21 and a quarter, then that's what I make it, 21 and a quarter. It's going to be perfect. Every time uh, if they're putting a pendant on it, it's going to land exactly where they want it to land. Uh, same with an ankle bracelet, a wrist bracelet. I make earrings out of chain, um, you name it. And it's it's just a hundred percent custom in so many different styles and it's, it's popular. They love it. And people break chains all the time and we have less than 1% return rate. And it's usually for a broken clasp. And as you know, Mary, uh, like a lobster clasp, they have springs in them. And even if it's the clasp itself is 14 karat gold, the spring inside is just metal. It's just, it's not 14 karat. And they wear out in time, just like almost anything. It wears out in time. And that's the most common reason for returns. And, and in three years, we've had less than 1% return rate on our chains or any of no, my jewelry for that matter. But the, the one yes, thing I that, that have... I didn't mention before that I think is really important is educating your customer. I spend, you know, a lot of time talking to my customers. And even if I know they're not going to buy, somebody walks up to my booth at a show and and they tell me right off the bat, I'm not buying anything today, whatever. Um, if you want to know something about pearls, I'm going to tell you everything I know about pearls and maybe you'll buy a pearl for me. Maybe you won't, but I, I think it's extremely important. I have customers that thank me constantly for, for enlightening them and, and telling, you know, they buy, I, I, and even when I had my store, people would come in and ask me, especially with pearls, um, ask me what they were worth or to appraise them or whatever. And, I start telling them, you know, how do you how do you take care of it? How do you store it? And no one has ever told they can buy a five thousand dollar strand of Mickey Moto pearls, and no one ever told them how to take care of it or how to store it. And I think that that kind of thing is very important, whether you bought it from me or not, or whether you're going to buy from me or not. I just think it, it's a critical. 
part of selling jewelry is to educate the customer. I know. I know you have a, a, a you're certified in pearls uh, from the GIA, Gemological Institute of America, and you know all there is to know about pearls. One of the things was unique that I always loved that you did at the shows. I think, didn't you have uh, oysters where people would pick out an oyster and they got to open it up and there was a pearl in it? And then you would check Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah, we did that for fun. We just, yeah. we just did it for, for, for kicks at, at one show one time. And it ended up to be just a huge hit. And people stood in line and waited to pick their oyster. And it, it was kind of, you know, it was a little gimmicky, and but it was so much fun. And that's, that's the other thing. Um, well, my daughter-in-law is from Tokyo. So we, we kind of had an in with pearls from Japan. And that's kind of how we got started with that, with the oysters, um, buying them off the pearl farms and then importing them. I had to get a fish and wildlife permit and everything to import the oysters. I said, but they're dead already. And they said it didn't matter. It was considered a live animal, so I had to get a permit for that. Um, but it was great. It was a lot of fun to do that. That and is so interesting. You had to get a permit and all the things that you had to go through. What's interesting is this education piece. You know, people had fun doing that. And buying jewelry should be also a fun experience. You know, it's something happy. Yeah. It's something that people enjoy what they're doing and we need some enjoyment right now. You mentioned about the chain by the inch laying right where they need it to lay. Seeing that they can't come into a jewelry store to your jewelry store. How does that happen when someone goes to vincejewelry.com and wants to buy chain? How do you know well, what Well, what I I have instructions on there on how to measure yourself and all they need is a piece of string and to put it around their neck or their wrist or wherever they're buying the chain for and put it exactly where you want it to lay and then measure the string and tell me how long it is. And don't add for a clasp because different chains require different clasps and they're different sizes, you know, a lot, whether it's a lobster clasp or a fold-over clasp, depending on the, the, the style of chain, a lot of times depends on the class. So I just tell them, just tell me in inches how, where exactly where you want it to land. Um, if it's, you know, if it's an odd, you know, a quarter inch, a half inch, that's okay too. Just tell me how many inches and I'll make adjustments for whatever class I'm putting on so that it remains that exact length. So it's it's, well, that's, it's that's a beautiful way of doing that, and that gives people confidence. And also, you just educated people now about how we can do this safely online, dealing with a jeweler that knows what they're doing. When you were at the shows, the equestrian shows, I imagine you met a lot of interesting people at some of these uh, horse shows that have these very expensive horses and that were buying jewelry from you. Does any story stand out about that time? Um, you know, what's real? It, it depends on the the type of equestrian show. Like if it was a, a dressage show or a hunter jumper show, they had they bought differently than the western 
shows. You know, if it was a, a barrel racing show or a roping show or a cutting horse show, they buy big chunky turquoise things and stuff like that. Whereas the hunter jumpers and the dressage people, mostly women, um, the Western shows you find men, but in, in the dressage and the hunters, it's mostly women and girls. Um, and they buy more delicate pieces of jewelry. You know, like for them, I have uh, a diamond horseshoe pendant or a, a pendant of a horse or bracelet with horses on it. And one thing that was super popular with the younger generation of riders um, in both English and Western, was leather bracelets. And you have um, a saddle plate that they put on their saddles. And I, I, had, I engraved uh, their name on the saddle plates. And halter plates, you put the horse's name, and we did that. But the young girls um, really, really loved the leather bracelets. They were made of Amish leather. And I would engrave the saddle plate and put it on with rivets on the bracelet. And they used to just fly out the door at an equestrian show. And wow. a lot of times, yes, um, you know, you can, what's that? I said the old-fashioned jeweler where you can go into a store and have something engraved right there while you wait. And yeah, well, you, I had the engraving equipment I, I had it in my trailer, in the, the the trailer that we turned into a store. We would just pull up and park right outside the arena, or right next to the outdoor arena. And they would put we put the ramp down, and they come inside. And I had my jewelry showcases from my store in there, and everything. It's a bona fide jewelry store on wheels. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it'll be on wheels again if. You know, when things, when there's a vaccine or whatever, and we can get back to work. Well, that because, will happen. You know, like it I has said, to we, happen. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. I'm fortunate in that I have that option, you know, whereas I, I, my heart goes out to other retailers, not only jewelers, but any retail shop that didn't, wasn't able to reopen a brick, their brick-and-mortar store, Um I feel really bad for for all those smaller shops like like us that you know not the big box stores but you know the mom and pop stores that are being put out of business because of this. And we know people have got to get creative, but you and John have been creative for the last twenty twenty years or more in the things you have done and things you have created. And I think uh, hearing you talk about how important honesty is and education is and quality jewelry, it comes through in what you were just talking to us about. And you've also, as as I have been, involved in some very high-end sales. And if I can just ask you for a moment, um, you know, uh, listeners, our listeners, that Diane used to be one of the first women yacht brokers in the U.S. Actually, Diane was selling yachts and jewelry that goes with the yacht brokers when they would buy or yacht buyers when they would buy their yacht. Can you tell us a little bit how, how that came about? That's an interesting story. And again, oh, gosh. More, and more, your, more, more and more to your credibility of who you are and how expansive you are. Well, I, I guess 
I've done so many things, and over over the years of my adult life, I've gotten away from jewelry sometimes, and I always end up going back to it, or I never get too far away from it. Like even when when uh, well, when I met John, when I moved to Seattle, and I met John there back in the early '90s, um, you know, I grew up not only in the jewelry business, but my dad always had a boat too. And I love being on the water. I don't like being in the water. I like being on the water. (laughs) And, (laughs) and John had a boat and when we met and he loved boating and we were, we were just kind of driving around and touring different places. And we went to this little place called Point Roberts, Washington and it's a very unique place. It's like an island. It's it's you can only get there by water without leaving the US. If you go by land you have to go through twenty five miles of Canada. You remember Mary, you were there. And, I was there. Um Yeah, we and we to... went there and we, we we went there for the day. Um John spent a few years living in Canada in Vancouver and so we had friends up there, and we were with our friends, and they met us in this little place called Point Roberts. And it's a beautiful remote place, 900 full-time residents, and they had this gorgeous marina with, like, you know, 2,000 boats and no yacht broker. So we're like, well, why don't we, you know, we both knew a whole lot about boats having been on them most of our lives. So we're like, well, why don't we start a yacht brokerage business? So we went back to Seattle and we started the yacht brokerage business. And then we were there maybe six months in a little office on Lake Union. And then we decided to move lock, stock and barrel up to Point Roberts. And that, that is so that's how that story. came about. And, you know, what's interesting is you stayed, stayed with your jewelry roots because wasn't it called Diamond Yacht Brokers? Absolutely, yeah. I wanted to call it Emerald Yacht. I I wanted to call it Emerald Yacht Brokers because that's my birthstone, but that was already (laughs) taken. Some some other broker down in Seattle had that, so we called it Diamond Yacht Sales. Yeah, and and yeah, yeah. So and and it's and when I when we used to sell a boat, I used to make put together gift baskets for my customers our clients and I put a, a bottle of wine in there and and I do glass engraving too, hand engraved and I used to do a portrait of the boat that they bought and put the name of the boat on there and I would give them that in the basket and I'd throw you know coffee in there and chocolates and um, I would also do keychains with floats on them and put their boat name on there and so that, so yeah, I kind of kept my fingers in that. You sure Definitely. did, and you know that's all about the customer relation. That's building relationship with your customer and let, letting them know that they're important to you far beyond the sale. And that's what's made you stand out. That your customers are friends, and they are more important to you far beyond the sale. I know you're getting involved now doing a blog about your travels in the RV, and et cetera. And I'd love to have you back, Dee, to talk a little bit uh, to us about that. We only have about a, a minute left of the show. So how does somebody get in touch with you 
I know through your website, is there a, a direct email that somebody can email you if, when they want to buy a yeah, chain? Yeah, they can. Or how does that work? There's, there's, there's email right on the on the website. Comes directly to me. Um, if they have any questions, uh, you know, if they want to buy something, that's wonderful. But if they just have a question in general, uh, I'm more than happy to have conversations with them. They can just email me anytime. Or they can subscribe. I think there's a subscribe button on there too. But but yeah, they can. It's right on the front, right on the home page. I encourage my, my listeners to subscribe to your blog there on the jewelry site to learn a little about jewelry. I know you're going to be uh, writing about some interesting things and keeping people informed. It was such a delight to have you on uh, the show today, Diane, and uh, I. Hope that you'll come back to talk about other things. Oh, I would love to anytime. That's I'm, wonderful. I'm just kind of hanging out here on the river, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of us. But thank you for joining me today on What If You Just Imagine. And if you're looking to contact me, you can contact me through Mary Answers Now at Gmail dot com. And in the meantime, have a beautiful week. Go out and buy yourself a piece of wonderful jewelry. Uh, It does a lot to uplift you and to put a smile on your face. And when you next time you think jewelry, think VinsJewelry.com. Bye-bye and have a great week. Bye, Dee. Bye, Mary. Thanks for having me. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.